Today's my birthday and one of my best friends too. She's coming into town so we can celebrate and I'm making the most delicious party bites ever. Starting with my pretty pink pickled beet deviled eggs, addictive spinach and feta rugola, crispy fried walleye cakes, and dessert that's worthy of two celebrations. My chocolatey Mozart birthday balls. Happy birthday to us. Hey, this is me, Molly A. I'm a cookbook author and food blogger. This is my husband, Nick. And this is our home, our farm on the North Dakota, Minnesota border. The place where I eat, sleep, and breathe food. My food is a delicious mix of my Chinese and Jewish heritage and a taste of the Midwest. Today, I'm having a joint birthday party with one of my best friends, Stephanie, who's in town visiting. I'm making a menu based off of some of our favorite finger foods. She's gonna love my pickled beet deviled eggs. They're creamy and punchy, and best of all, they look great. They'll bring a nice pop of pink to the party. I'm starting by peeling a beet, and I'm using gloves so that my hands don't get all pink. And I'll chop this in half, and this is gonna go into my pickling mixture, and this is gonna lend the most gorgeous, natural pink color to the eggs. I can lose my gloves now. And now I'm gonna add three quarters of a cup of apple cider vinegar, and then I'm also gonna add a quarter cup of balsamic vinegar. Part of the inspiration for these deviled eggs is your classic beet and goat cheese salad, which will often have some balsamic vinegar on it. So it'll add a nice dark caramelly flavor. I'm adding a tablespoon of brown sugar. I always like to have a little bit of sweetness in my pickles. And then a tablespoon of black peppercorns, a tablespoon of kosher salt, and I'll also add a bay leaf, which will add a subtle floral herbaceousness. I'll top this off with three cups of water. Okay, and this is going to be the mixture that pickles my eggs. The eggs will sit in here and get that gorgeous pink color from the beet, tons of flavor, and then they'll also firm up a bit. All I need to do now is bring this to a simmer. I'll whisk this together so that everything combines. Stephanie is one of my closest friends from Chicago. We were in youth orchestra and percussion ensemble together, and our birthdays are a day apart, so we always celebrated together. I'll grab my eggs. I've got a bunch of hard-boiled eggs here that I've peeled, and I have them in a heat-safe dish. I'm gonna pickle them right in here. So first, I'm gonna transfer my beet. I wanna be careful with this because I do not want this to splatter. Now I'm gonna carefully pour this liquid right over my hard-boiled eggs. I wanna make sure that they're fully submerged. I'm gonna cover this back up and stick it back in the refrigerator and let it sit for four hours up to overnight. The longer the eggs sit in the pickling mixture, the more saturated and deeper the color will be. And these are just gonna be the life of the party. Okay, my eggs have been sitting in this liquid and they've already taken on some gorgeous color. I'm gonna take them out of the juice now. Oh, look at that beautiful deep color. I think I love looking at these as much as I love eating these. Now to assemble my deviled eggs, I'll first chop them in half lengthwise. Oh, it's so pretty. It's like ombre. Okay, so I'm gonna transfer my yolks to a bowl to make the filling and the egg whites, or the egg pinks, to a serving platter. I am just so obsessed with this color. Okay, I've got all of my egg yolks in this bowl, and then the egg whites are on my serving plate, and now I'll just get the rest of the things for my filling. I've got mayo and mustard for the filling, and then I'm gonna to top them with some goat cheese and arugula. And now I'm gonna add one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. This will really crank the flavor up. I love that deviled eggs have a nice hit of acidity. I'll add two tablespoons of Dijon mustard. And now my favorite part, the mayonnaise. 
I like using Japanese mayo because it's creamier and sweeter. It's available at most grocery stores, but you could also just use regular American mayo. I'm adding a third of a cup here. And then lastly, I'm gonna chop up some fresh chives to add. These will add a nice pop of freshness. I'm gonna add most of them to the filling and then reserve a few to sprinkle on top. Okay, now I'm gonna mix this up until it's creamy. And deviled egg mixture is one of those things that you could totally eyeball and just tailor to your liking. So I'll just taste this and then adjust as needed. Mmm. It's so creamy, but it's also really punchy because of the mustard and the apple cider vinegar. Okay, I'm gonna transfer this now to a piping bag so that I can pipe it into the egg whites. I'm gonna stick this into a measuring cup so that I can stand it up. This is my hands-free way of filling a piping bag. Okay, and now I'll just scrape this right in. And if you don't have a piping bag, just use a zip-top bag with the corner snipped off. These are going to be some luxurious deviled eggs. Now to assemble, I'll pipe my filling right into the center of the egg. Oh yeah, look at how creamy that is. And now I'm gonna sprinkle with some chopped pistachios, just like a beaten goat cheese salad. And then of course, you need the goat cheese. Some arugula, and these toppings add great textural excitement. And now I'll finish with some of my fresh chives. These are a party all by themselves. Now I'll just finish filling and topping the rest of my eggs. Are these showstoppers or are these showstoppers? These are ready to party. This year for our birthday dessert, I am thinking outside of the cake box. I'm gonna make my Mozart birthday balls with a delicious chocolatey hazelnut center and the two layers of marzipan outside of it. To get started, I'm chopping up some hazelnuts for my filling. These are toasted hazelnuts. These are my version of Mozart Kugel, which are these chewy, nutty truffles that come from Salzburg, Mozart's birthplace. And Nick and I ate tons of them on our honeymoon when we were there. These are good. I'll add a tablespoon of heavy cream to my bowl of chocolate chips. And then I'm gonna melt these in a double boiler. I have a pot of simmering water here, and then I'll just set my bowl right over it. And this is just to prevent the chocolate from burning. But it's only fitting that I'm making Mozart balls for my birthday because when I was born in the delivery room, the Mozart clarinet concerto was playing. It was my dad on a cassette. So Mozart holds a special place in my heart. All right, my chocolate is melted and now I'm gonna stir in my hazelnuts. And I think Bach was playing when Bernie was born. Okay, I'll stir this to combine. And it kind of makes like a thick dough almost. Okay, now I'm gonna transfer this to the freezer for about 15 minutes just so that it firms up. While my hazelnut filling sets, I'll get everything ready for my two flavors of marzipan, almond and pistachio. First, I'm gonna make my almond marzipan. I'm gonna start with one and a half cups of almond meal, which is just ground blanched almonds. If you wanted to start with full blanched almonds, you could blend them up in your food processor and make your own almond meal. Okay, I'm gonna sweeten this now with three quarters of a cup of powdered sugar. I'll add a couple pinches of salt. This will balance the sweetness. And then I'm gonna enhance the almond flavor with half a teaspoon of almond extract. Okay, and now I'll blend this to combine. Now as this is blending, I'm gonna drizzle in three tablespoons of light corn syrup just to hold this all together. Okay, I can see it kind of starting to hold together in my food processor. When it's done, it might still look kind of crumbly, but if I pick up a piece in my hand and squeeze it together and it holds like a dough, I know it's ready. Okay, this is perfect. Mm. Oh, it's so good. All right, I'll scrape this together and pack it into a ball. I'm gonna cover it in plastic, otherwise it'll dry out. 
I'll set this aside while I make my pistachio marzipan now, which will be the center layer. It's pretty much the same process, only I'm starting with about six tablespoons of pistachios, then a quarter cup of powdered sugar, on a pinch of salt, and then a little splash of almond extract, and this will enhance the pistachio flavor. I'll blend this until the pistachios are a fine crumb and drizzle in one and a half tablespoons of corn syrup. And once you see it holding together, form it into a ball and wrap it up just like the almond marzipan. All of the components for my birthday balls are prepped. Let me go see if I can get my mom to help shape these. I've got my mom here and she's gonna help me finish out my Mozart birthday balls. Are you ready? I am so excited. Okay, so everything's prepped. Okay. Unwrap the almond marzipan and then we're gonna divide that into eight parts. Okay. So let's see, eight of these. And then I'm gonna do the same thing with the pistachio marzipan. Pistachio marzipan, yeah. that sounds oh, incredible. It's delicious. And then as I'm doing this, you can roll those into balls. Okay. And then you can start patting them out into pancakes. And if this is getting sticky, we can dust it with powdered sugar. Oh, okay, good. So now I'm gonna start with my pistachio marzipan. This okay. is actually gonna be the middle layer. Okay. And I'm gonna flatten this out, and then I'm gonna fill it with a round and a half teaspoon of the chocolate hazelnut filling. Yum. So now the pistachio marzipan gets wrapped around the chocolate hazelnut filling, and I'm gonna roll this into a ball. And now we're gonna wrap it in the almond marzipan. Okay. So now that this is flattened, mm -hmm. I'm gonna add one of the pistachio balls that's filled with the chocolate hazelnut right into the center. And then I'll wrap this around the pistachio marzipan and then I we'll roll it into these. a smooth ball. So then when you bite into it, you get the almond and the pistachio and then the chocolate hazelnut. Love this idea. I'll keep it going. Okay. Remember the cake for Stephanie and me that you made? The year you turned 15 and she yeah. turned 16 and I put happy 31st birthday on the cake. Right. 15 yeah. for 16. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> of course. Makes perfect sense. Okay, these look great. Good. And now let's dunk them in chocolate. Okay. Got melted chocolate here. Mm -hmm. We'll just toss them in. Oh, okay. Just use them around to get them all coated. Do you want to do the sprinkles on top? Sure. Just a little. Perfect. Is that good? Yes. I'm the official sprinkler. Yes. It's gonna be a classy birthday party. I can see that already. And then I'm gonna stick some candles in them. Okay. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay. Jokey. These are so special. I love these, Molly. Okay, Stephanie is gonna love these. She's too. gonna love them. Yeah, and she'll be able to take some back on the plane with her. Oh, good idea. I'm celebrating my birthday with my birthday twin and good friend, Stephanie. And any good birthday party has to have something fried. So I am making my walleye cakes, which are crispy fried deliciousness on the outside and flaky fish cake mixture on the inside. They're so good. To get started, I've got my walleye here, which is a local whitefish. Any whitefish will do. I'm gonna drizzle it with some olive oil. Walleye is just everywhere here. We have so many friends who fish it, so we often get walleye gifts. And I just season this with paprika, garlic powder and onion powder, a pinch of cayenne for a little heat, kosher salt, and freshly ground black pepper. Now these are gonna bake at 400 degrees for about 10 minutes until they're totally opaque and flake easily with a fork. And while these bake, I'll get together the rest of my fish cake ingredients. I've got mayonnaise, sour cream for topping, and some celery, which I'm gonna chop up. These fish cakes are loosely inspired by one of my favorite bagel toppings, whitefish salad. It's just so fresh and good. All right, I'm also gonna chop up a bunch of chives. Now I'm also gonna add a cup of panko breadcrumbs, which will help bind the cakes together. And I like using panko. They're fluffier than regular breadcrumbs. 
And then I'll add a half cup of mayonnaise. I'll add two tablespoons of capers, which will add a salty briny snap. I love these little guys. I'll add some lemon zest just to brighten things up. And now I'll season with kosher salt and black pepper. Okay, I'm starting to smell that fish. I'm gonna check on that now. Mmm, it looks great. It's opaque. I'm gonna flake it with my forks now to get it into the bowl. So I'm just gonna use two forks to break it into small pieces. And it's so tender and flaky, I barely have to do anything. Okay, I'm gonna get all of this walleye now into my bowl. Yum. I wanna get all of these juices too, because there's so much flavor there. And now I'll mix it on up. Mm -mm -mm. All right, this is looking nice and combined, and I can tell that it's gonna hold together when I form it into patties. So before I do that, I'm gonna get some oil heating in my pan. I want a nice thin layer of oil. I'll swirl it around. Now to form my cakes, I'm gonna use a tablespoon, and a heaping tablespoon of mixture will be a nice bite-sized cake. Just pressing it firmly enough so that it holds together, and then I'll fry it in my oil on both sides until it's golden and crispy. That's a nice sizzle. Now I'm gonna fry these in batches because I don't wanna crowd the pan. And once you form these, you don't have to fry them right away. You can keep them in the fridge until it's time for the party, and then you can fry them fresh. Once these get golden on the bottom, I'll flip them to get golden on the top too. Ooh, that one's good. These are beautiful, they're golden and crispy. Okay, I'm gonna transfer them now to my wire rack so that any excess oil can drain off. I've gotta try one. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. They are so perfectly crispy and the flavors are beautifully balanced. I love the salty capers in here. Okay, all these need are a dollop of sour cream and a dusting of paprika. So I'm gonna keep on forming and frying. And I think at the party, they are gonna go like hotcakes. Well, fish cakes. For tonight's party, I've got the perfect savory handheld treat. My spinach and feta rugula are flaky and golden and they've got a cream spinach filling on the inside. So to start, I'm making my spinach filling. I've got some butter and onion cooking away in my saute pan. And I'm just cooking this onion until it's soft and translucent. And now I'm gonna add lots of chopped garlic. I'm gonna cook this for just about a minute until I can start to smell the garlic. And then I'll add two tablespoons of flour, which will help thicken my spinach mixture. And I wanna cook this for another minute just to get rid of that flowery flavor. All right, I have frozen spinach here that I thawed and drained, and I'll just add this right to the pan. I'm gonna add three tablespoons of heavy cream. This is a really nice, rich cream spinach. And I'll stir this in, and that flour is gonna thicken the heavy cream and hold everything together. And now I'll add three quarters of a cup of crumbled feta. Feta is nice and salty, it'll make all of these flavors pop. I'm gonna brighten this up with a squeeze of lemon juice. Just a bit, I don't want it to taste lemony. I just want it to be brighter. And then a few shakes of hot sauce, just for some heat. I'll get some pepper in there. Let me stir this around. Oh, this is looking good. Mm, mm. It's really creamy, needs a little bit more salt. Just get a nice pinch in there. Okay, this is ready to go. I'm gonna let it cool slightly while I grab my pie dough. Homemade or store-bought will do. And I've rolled these out until they're about 11 or 12 inches in diameter. And now I'll spread my spinach filling right on top of the pie dough. 
Now I'll use my offset spatula to spread the spinach mixture all over the top of the pie dough in one thin layer. Okay, this looks great. Now I'm gonna cut each of my circles into eight equal wedges and then I'll roll them up. And now starting at the wide edge, I'll roll into the center. Okay, now I'm gonna grab some parchment from my baking sheet and I'll arrange these. I just love this shape. You get such a great distribution of pie filling to pie dough. And to finish off my rugula, I'll brush them with egg wash, which will help them get golden and shiny on top. And lastly, a pinch of flaky salt. Now these will bake at 425 for about 20 minutes until they're golden brown. I'm gonna check out my rugula now. They smell like buttery pie dough and they look gorgeous. Okay, I'm gonna let these cool slightly and then they'll be ready for the party. Gosh, this looks amazing. I love them. I thought these are perfect. That is beautiful. Molly, this looks like the best birthday meal ever. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Oh, check these out, you guys. Okay, also, I really wanna learn how to make eggs purple. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. <gasps>